Hello everyone, Alicia here. It is day seven. We're halfway through and this is such an honor to do this with you. I hope this has been helpful. Um, if you have any feedback or anything that you'd love to hear more about, um, just drop me a note or put a comment, let me know. I'd love to talk more about whatever you um, have questions about. So yesterday we went super deep talking about resistance and acceptance. And today, uh, I want to continue on with that, but kind of make it, um, take it down to earth and kind of make it more practical. Because I think um, you kind of have to start with the big picture to know why you have this powerful tool. But where it's really exciting is where the rubber meets the road. And I think this is the single most strategic tool that I could teach you um, for those of you who are at home with your kids and your spouse and your biggest um, immediate day-to-day -day struggle right now is literally just coping with things being different and just accepting it and just wrestling with your world kind of being thrown topsy-turvy and things just not being how you want them to be um, and just wrestling with accepting that. So a little bit, a little bit about my story. I um, I have four boys. The oldest is nine and a half. And so seven and a half, seven, six years ago, um, I had my second boy and somewhere in there, I made the decision to keep working from home because my company would let me. And so I embarked on this super, super intense personal journey that lasted many years where I loved my job and I loved talking to adults and I loved going in for some meetings and having some babysitter so I could do some work and doing that. But I had this value to be home with my kids. But I wrestled for years with the fact that I love my children, but I don't love being home with toddlers and babies and little kids, especially toddlers. I just don't like it. <laughs> I like intellectual conversation. I like maturity. I like being creative and doing things. I don't like it when little people argue about stupid things and don't agree for no reason and make things difficult and don't cooperate with the schedule and are not grateful when you do things, <laughs> when you're trying to be generous for them. Every parent knows what I'm talking about right now. And you know, for years I've had ideas of content I wanted to put out and books I wanted to write and things I wanted to share and places I wanted to go and conferences I wanted to attend and all these things that I wanted to do but I'm not doing because I'm home with my kids and so I have lived in this healthy <laughs> difficult tension of being torn between two worlds and my husband can tell you about once a year I would break down and he would be like oh maybe you have your foot too much of like your foot in both worlds but I didn't know which world to give up. So, and then I had my whole journey, which if you want to read it, um, Becoming Spiritual by Alicia Eichmann is on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And I share my whole story in there. Um, well, as much as I could share, I mean, there's always more, but a good summary of my journey and like the 10 fundamental spiritual paradigm shifts that I learned that totally changed my life. And I'm basically hitting on all of those um, in these videos. But I, for years, 
I lived in a state of resisting my life and it got worse and worse and worse until it was time to quit my job. And I did. And then I started a whole new journey, but forever, ever since I've been a mom, I've had that tension of that resistance to everything that motherhood sometimes is or has been for me because I felt like I didn't know what I was getting into. But at the same time, I didn't feel released from the challenge. I didn't, I felt like it was my journey to take. And now I'm finally starting to see that some of the journey that I've been through was so that I can help others walk it, you know, more in a state of emotional health and peace as I have, or to help others potentially be freer to be more creative or to take a different path and not feel the guilt of, you know, doing certain society societal expectations or whatever. So when it gets down to it, practically talking about resistance and acceptance. Now you're at home and you've got all these people and all these factors and you might be having trouble working at home with the kids and having the, and all the different things that the kids are supposed to do. And how do I tell you this? I just want to awaken in your spirit the truth that your starting place right now might be that you're wrestling with resistance all day long. And I want to tell you that that's a healthy, normal place to be and that you don't have to stay there and that there is hope. Um, if you find yourself resisting having to do the dishes, resisting having to help the kids. At some point, all the resistance builds up and that's where you get to the point where you resist getting out of bed in the morning. Well, I want you to know that you can choose to take a spiritual path inside your mind to find your state of acceptance. And the best way that I can tell you to do this is to identify and begin to reshape the story that you tell yourselves because so often resistance is fueled by the stories of the ego right so the ego tells you this isn't my fault xyz people in power did were stupid or did the wrong thing and i am this is happening when they could have avoided it your story might be that we shouldn't have to be this you know strict. There should be other ways to take care of it. The school should have done this. My kids need to just do this. My spouse needs to just do this. The ego tells us that it's not our fault that we're lots of different messages. Some of its messages are it's not our fault. We're a victim. We couldn't control it. We need other people to change what they're doing. We can't be happy until they do this. We're just going to be angry because this person didn't prevent this. We are fearful because we read this, right? So our ego, that false self, that rational mind that we default to living out of, it resists change. It resists that which threatens the identity of the false self. Um, it resists that which it doesn't like. Um, so I go through this intensely every time I potty train. And I started potty training a month ago. And... It's the best that it's ever been. And for me, that was a that was a profound personal witness. It, I would call it a miracle. It was a miracle. I'm going to sneeze. 
I, I mean, I totally have allergies. It was, um, it's not the virus, it's allergies. I looked at all the charts. Anyways, um, crap, I lost my thought. Anyways, oh, potty training. It, it was a miracle. Like, I call it a miracle. The accepting, gracious, loving state that I have been able to be in with my fourth child is much better than with my second and third. With my second and third boys, when I was potty training them, now I see that I was telling myself a story of, <laughs> I have a graduate degree, I shouldn't have to do this, this isn't fair, so-and-so people should help me more, he should be able to figure this out, I am whatever person, so I shouldn't have to touch poop. Like, I was telling myself these stories that were basically a lack of acceptance of life that were just like, I don't know, when you break them down, they're not really rational. Like what? Like I became a mom, but I didn't want to potty train. Like, I don't know. But sometimes there are things that surprise us and we may or may not potentially have known what was involved going into them, but we get to a state where we just don't like it. And so our, our ego is selfish and egotistical and self-centered. And um, if you look at the most egotistical you think of you think of with like the word ego you you see kind of like the extreme the worst of it but all of us in our ego in that that outer self that false self that um that nature have all of those 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 stories and those beliefs and those tendencies but that is not who you truly are and I am not too good to potty train my children. And I am not, um, it's not right for me to reject it. Anyways, I think I've fallen, all right, let's get back to whatever, you get the idea. This time I had come to a state where I had had the spiritual awakening and the spiritual journey and I had learned to practice acceptance. And okay, here we go. Here's what I want to say to wrap that up and kind of go back um, to the other. I had made a shift in my identity where I am, I am spirit. I am love. I am an eternal being having a human experience. My soul knows why I'm here. I'm here in this place for a reason. Sometimes I selfishly get tired of being a mom, but I believe that I'm in soul contract with my children. They're meant to be mine. My fourth was an accident, so I know he's meant to be mine. My first I had a dream about. I know he's supposed to be here. These four children, my husband, I know that we're supposed to be doing this. At the same time, I don't know the number of our days, so I'm grateful for every day that I have with them. But I, I choose to trust the universe. I see a bigger picture aligning with spirit and love and living in the present moment has aligned me with the bigger picture. And so I choose to trust. I choose to accept. When I see resistance, I choose to release it. When I think I shouldn't have to do the dishes, I shouldn't have to potty train, I shouldn't have to whatever. I have released those stories and you want to know what I've replaced them with? When I do the dishes now, it has become a beautiful state of active meditation or whatever they call it. It's basically pray like Jesus or whoever. I forget which part of the Bible. 
But it says pray without ceasing. Yes, pray without ceasing. Jesus said, abide in, abide in me and I will abide in you. Abide. I abide in spirit. I pray without ceasing. So when I, every time I wash the dishes, I just mindfully connect with spirit. And sometimes there are words and sometimes there are no words. Sometimes I just am grateful. I just practice gratitude. I just feel grateful for the dishes, for our health, for the children for, you know, I just think of all of our blessings and I'm just, I'm thankful for these dishes. I'm thankful for this house. Um, in my book, I share this story that was basically, it felt like it was a miracle. This house was my miracle. It was one of many miracles for me last year um, that I felt spirit gave me in the midst of this incredible, incredible journey that my family went on last year. And that um, <laughs> I feel like was because of me. So I'm grateful for them for taking the ride. Um, so anyways, so I practice and like when I'm potty training and I wish that I was doing something adult or like mentally stimulating or creative or joyful, I've learned instead when I'm potty training and I still have to remind myself sometimes, but that first week of potty training, that was a whole exponential growth curve of like resistance to like, wait, let's practice everything that we know and apply it all to this experience. Right. So as I was potty training him, I... We had some times where I sat and played duplos with him while he sat on the potty. And I thought, I don't want to do this. And instead, I changed the story to, well, just the overall story. But I changed my emotions and my mental state to praying and to just being grateful for him and to just send him my love and to just feel into that moment. Um, your kids sense your energy. They sense your love. They sense your emotional state. Um, and so every time that you choose, <laughs> I know that could easily register that you could easily hear that as like guilt, like, oh crap. No, the point right now is that whenever you choose to be present in the moment and to sit with them and to just listen to them and to love on them, that feeds their soul. And for me, that story is useful. Um, when I'm doing something with one of my toddlers that seems super basic I have learned that instead, my story is not, oh, I could be doing some valuable adult or some business thing, or I could save the world, or whatever. It's in my, like, some, some important thing that I could do right now. I've let that story go, and I've replaced that with the story of I'm pouring into my kid, and something I learned kind of from reading Wayne Dyer, I'm letting my kid teach me about being present. But kids, kids are so present and something that we need to, we all need to learn and practice is the value of living in the present and being present in the present moment. And kids are really good at that. And that was something I shared about that at some point, the, the week that I was, that I was potty training, I shared about just how I was learning from the experience to just be in the moment because I was on call and I had a few days where I was just with him all day staring at his bottom, waiting for it to be time to put him on the potty again, watching him to see if he started to pee so that, you know, his underwear started to get wet. You got to put him back on the potty, right? So I read something in a book about being present in the moment, and then I started potty training my kid the next week, and I had this spiritual experience where I learned another way to, sh to change my story. So to wrap this up, that's my point for you. I want to encourage you to, to apply these ideas of resistance and acceptance to your life 
and to pay attention to the story that you're telling yourself and what is your potty training task right now? What is it for you right now? It, you know, for many of you, it's probably homeschooling your kids and having to do what their teacher usually does, even if the teacher's like sent stuff. It's another thing for you to have to do. So, so here's the mental shift. So if your kids are bringing home work, you're home and they're home, and you're having to help them keep track of their schoolwork when normally you don't have to, it's easier for that to be a story of like, this isn't fair. Why is it always me? Why do I do all the extra things? Why isn't somebody helping me? Why can't they this, that, the other, right? That's the story. Whatever your version of that is, there's a story that is blame, kind of the feel of it is blame. And the story is resistance. The, the focus is resistance. The story is that this is not how it should be. And what I, what I want to encourage you to look for is to open your heart and to, to pray for grace and insight and then to look again and to say, like, this is just a season. What, you know, let me tell myself the story that this is divinely appointed for my family to go through this season. What is there for me to learn? What you know, if all of life really comes back to relationships, yeah, it's a challenge to be seeing each other more often. But once you get past that, choose to get past that and then ask yourself, what is the opportunity? What is the lesson? What is the way in which I can connect to my kids right now? What can I learn? What can we experience together from them being home and from me coordinating with them, talking to them about their schoolwork, helping them figure out what it is? Um... And it could be that there are some lessons about about life that you learn together. And maybe it's not worrying about checking all of the, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's, not worrying about checking all the boxes, not worrying about getting every single thing done. Maybe it's a value, maybe it's, it's living the value together of putting first things first or um, Yeah, just loosening up, living life together, finding the joy. Think about your family values and look for the opportunities in what um, view the situation out of love. Center yourself in love for yourself, love for your children, love for your family. And then look at the obligations and the situations and the things that are new and ask yourself, if you released fear, for a moment, what would you do? Um, yeah, I'm gonna leave you with that. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.